Hello viewers, welcome to another episode on Wanga Sports Polaglam. So this is the Premier League 12th man show where we want to recap the PL season so far and how uh, uh, mid-table mid teams have uh, done really well so far in the Premier League and the top six sides are struggling at the moment and a basic general recap of how the season has been. So today with me, uh, I've got uh, three guests. Uh, Hari is joining us from uh, the US. Uh, he's a diehard Arsenal fan. And we have uh, Sukin and Anirudh, uh, who've been on this podcast before, and they are diehard Manchester United fans. So as we all know, this uh, season of the Premier League has been a topsy-turvy one. Uh, due to the uh, coronavirus, uh, this se- Premier League season has been really cluttered in terms of fixtures. Players have been playing uh, almost every week, and that has led to a lot of injuries. And also players, because they are not in... A secure bio bubble they've been exposed to the coronavirus as well so a lot of lot of teams not just the top six teams but a lot of teams have been affected by uh, players and uh, their unavailability due to infections and injuries so we would like to talk about how the pl season has been so far so starting off with anirudh so anirudh uh, what do you make of the pl season so far what are your initial thoughts um, yeah, just as you said, so it's obviously been a very stop-start season so far. There have been a lot of teams who've tried to um, hit some form, tried to gain some momentum. But largely, you can say, apart from, say, Liverpool or Leicester, there's not been any other team which have really gone on a proper run. Obviously, you've had, you've seen sides like Southampton and Aston Villa, funnily enough, go on proper winning runs and get some proper wins also. But in general, the traditional top six, United City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs and, uh, well, Arsenal's. So these guys have obviously not not been at their very best this season. So it's been a season of mixed runs so far. Teams are still trying to. I mean, I think we're what seven eight games into the season, and teams are still trying to find their um, uh, way into the season. So obviously, as you said, things we are heading into a very um, busy schedule, and this schedule will probably till December end will probably determine how the season goes after that. Because now is when you have a game every couple of days, and with the we scheduled, you obviously have the cases, corona cases, as well as multiple injuries springing up for different players also. So teams which manage to do well in this period will stand well in terms of trying to end the season well also. So obviously, it's a very crucial period which we are heading into so far. Yeah, uh, those are some uh, very valid points, Anirudh. As you said, uh, this has been... Uh, a really hectic season for all teams. Uh, man management has been uh, a very crucial factor uh, in determining which teams are doing well in the current moment. As we see, Liverpool is a prime example of uh, the heavy injuries that they have faced. Not just for uh, Liverpool, but even for other teams, we're seeing uh, people getting uh, infected with the coronavirus. And now Liverpool is one of the teams that has a long list of injuries for almost all of their key players. So coming to Sukin. Uh, Sukin, uh, what do you make of the PL season so far? What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, so regular FMA uh, start top top six level City and Liverpool they do well. Matelar me kono but in even Liverpool in injury salary COVID idala on the road on the road ahead for them is very tough. Easy game tapi na irudano. They have lost uh, their entire backline. Our uh, main goals for Salah, Ona, lose Pandanga. So, extra um, matter. 
மத்தபடி ஷாக்கிங்கா வந்து வில்லா சவுத் ஆம்டன் சொல்லுவாங்க <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as for other teams like Spurs, uh, United, Chelsea, they are going to be in the Champions League, they are going to be in the Europe, they are going to be in the positive injury, they are going to be in the COVID-19, they are going to be in the injury, they are going to be in the COVID-19, so they are going to be in the season, they are going to be in the season, they are going to be in the season, எக்ஸ்போஷர் So, coming to Hari, sorry, given that you are an Arsenal fan, uh, what do you make of Arsenal's start in specific to this season? Yeah, um, as, far from a, as far as I'm considered from an Arsenal point of view, um, it's, been, it's not been the best start. It's, uh, but we can also, you know, um, blame it on the fixtures. Uh, the first 10 fixtures was not easy for that. was not easy for us and um we we i think we came off better because uh i don't know it, it's just that like uh, it's too early for me to say uh, into the season but uh eight eight games four games one four games lost and two of those were against city and liverpool and uh, two games that i thought we should have won at home to leicester and aston villa but uh, due to some poor uh, uh management choices i think um, we lost those games but otherwise i think we uh, on the whole like the club is headed on the right track in my opinion i think we are in a safe hands with arteta but uh, let's see i am very very undecided about arsenal season right now um, it's just top seeder we as under says for every other team and um, there's there's nothing that is a guarantee because this might be the worst premier league ever or the best premier league ever because everybody seems to be doing well is it because the everyone is everyone at the top level is bad or is everyone at the bottom level improving nobody knows but uh, it's good to see that uh, it's not a two horse race anymore and um, from an arsenal point of view uh, i'm i'm just i'm just very undecided as of now it's a decent start in my opinion we're doing not that bad uh considering um uh considering how much uh, like uh arteta has had time at the helm but i think 10 months into the job he is learning we are learning about him he is making mistakes that's for sure but uh i'm hope i'm hopeful he learn from it and uh, hopefully by the end of the season we'll achieve our targets
yeah those are some very optimistic words hari as you said uh, yes the uh, bottom place and the mid place teams are racking up the points but the uh, big six are not actually capitalizing on uh, games that they should have won so yeah as you said it is uh, it is not a question it is definitely a question of whether it is uh, you know the uh, the mid table teams and lower place teams doing well or the uh, big six faltering at uh, crucial stages and i'd also like to pick on one other point you mentioned that uh, the two horse race is no longer uh, seen and that many other teams are competing i think that is something the premier league also needed because in previous years the premier league has been uh, one of the most highly competitive leagues in the world but off late it's just been either manchester city or liverpool so i would not mind a new team becoming a champion this season uh, so coming to anirudh uh, anirudh what is your take on manchester united's hot and cold season so far i mean you've been brilliant in european games you've taken on some of the most uh, uh, i would say terrific attacking sides you've uh, put them to the ground but then with uh, a team with the with games that you should have won especially at home you faltered and some games have been very pathetic so what is your take on that yeah you touched on the home form um lastly our home form was very good under solskjaer whenever since he came in december 2018 but off late last six games we've not won at home last six premier league games we've not won at home which is a ridiculous record considering the fact that we are supposed to dominate at home and you'd expect you'd expect us to do well at home right but whereas we've gone on a record breaking away win of 10 or 11 wins which we've never done before ever in the premier league era even during our greatest times under ferguson and all that we've never done that kind of run which is also pretty remarkable to say but then obviously our home form has been very disappointing and in general i'd say that the first three games were very very poor the games against crystal palace brighton and tottenham obviously crystal palace and brighton we were completely unfit the guys weren't ready at all after our extended season in the europa league in august we clearly were not match fit at all and it clearly showed in both games somehow we managed to win against brighton we probably didn't deserve it and crystal palace we lost and then of course the spurs game happened the spurs game obviously i it was a 6-1 loss but personally i felt the red card obviously tilted the balance and after the red card obviously you can't really do much and spurs to their credit took their chances and uh, put us to the sword and then after the 6-6 i mean after the 6-1 loss obviously pressure was definitely on solskjaer in terms of the european games and the tough run which was from the last international break to this international break we had a run of very tough games and it obviously started off with newcastle and then we had a couple of really good wins in the champions league obviously a very historic win against um, paris again in in paris and obviously we beat rb leipzig also 5-0 very comfortably at home and then of course came the arsenal game the arsenal game all of us were very expectant and um, as you said it was a very disappointing game i mean we performed really poorly and i know we lost through a penalty but then we genuinely did not deserve anything from that game we did not show any, anything going forward and it's not like we defended like we didn't we, it's not like we tried to defend and play on the counter attack but we we had the ball we tried to attack but we we just weren't good enough on the day and arsenal completely deserved the win and at that point there were serious questions because immediately after that we had a freak loss against um uh, istanbul as well and then obviously um just before the international break a tough game away to everton who had a good start to the season but we obviously put up a really uh, commanding performance against them and we managed to secure the win in terms of united season going ahead i mean if you look at the grand scheme of things we just what six or seven points off the top with one game in hand so it's not like things have gone too far ahead but it's it's very important in the next say, say what three and a half four weeks 
till the end of December, rather so around five to six weeks, where there's game every two days and you've got to win. It's a very tough period. I know that. I mean, not every team will win every game, but we've got to ensure that we're going to proper run here because if we fall bot fall short here, there's no way we come back after this in after December this time around. So you obviously got to go on a big run here, and if we go on a run, anything can happen. Personally, I I don't want it to be another top four battle. I'd rather get nowhere close than just to get to a top four battle. It's not about top four, top five, or top two or whatever for me. I want to get to a point where we are within touching distance or within five to six points off the top come end of December and heading into March, April. I want to have some hope, however less it may be. It may sound unrealistic right now, but honestly. I'm tired of United lowering their standards year and year, year in year out. So I hope that things will be different this time. But there have been some positive signs, and I really hope um, um, our guys really go on a run because it's it's not been a great season so far. But see, there have been a few positive signs, so there's something to build on. So let's see what happens going forward. Ah, uh, yeah, Nirud, uh, those were some very valid points. Uh, as you said. Uh, United's form so far has been uh, topsy-turvy. Uh, there have been some unreal performances, but there have, been, there have been performances that have been really shambolic for United standards. So yes, it's it's going to be a, a very tough season ahead, but hopefully with the uh, better squad depth that you have this season compared to last season, I think United definitely have a better chance of competing at all levels. So I'd like to talk about two London clubs now. Uh, one, of course, is my favorite, Chelsea. So... Uh, they, they, we were the highest spenders in the transfer window. We've enforced our uh, attack uh, with some really impressive signings in the form of Hakim Ziyech, Timo Werner, and Kai Havertz. We've uh, uh, got a stop-back CB solution in Thiago Silva. And the, for me, the signing of the season so far has to be Eduardo Mendy. Yeah, I mean, he's just come in and he's pushed Kepa out. Not sure. I guess Kepa was already out, but now he's uh, ensured that uh, he is going to be Chelsea's long-term goalkeeper. And with these many clean sheets in his first few appearances for Chelsea, I think what he's done is he's given Frank Lampard a lot of confidence that the defense can definitely hold up against high-pressing teams. And with respect to the attack, well, it, it, it's been... I would say we have not yet played our best front four. From my point of view, our best front four would be uh, Christian Pulisic on the left, Timo Werner as striker, Hakim Ziyech on the right wing, and uh, Kai Havertz as the playmaker. This is the front four that all, almost all Chelsea fans wanted to play. But uh, due to some reason, one or the other has been unavailable. So we've been using Tammy Abraham as striker, and then Mason Mount was used in the wings. He did not do well. Now he's gone back to his usual midfield role, and he's shining again. So I think Frank Lampard is uh, slowly... Uh, uh, finding the pieces of the puzzle at Chelsea. And with regards to this Lampard in, Lampard out debate, I think it's total bakwas. Uh, it is essential to give Lampard the backing that he deserves with this uh, kind of a transfer window. Yes, most uh, in most games, his tactical decisions at very crucial junctures in the game have been questioned. Some of the substitutions he makes, some of the players he plays in certain positions. I mean, you have to give the man some uh, credit for actually still backing Mount in the midfield because Mount is an exceptional player. Just because you have uh, high-profile signings, it doesn't mean you kick out a player who's uh, done a lot for you in the previous season, which was uh, a very tough season in terms of squad depth. 
So now we have the squad depth, we have the players. I think it's just about playing the right players in the right position, coming up with good tactical decisions on field and off field. And I think Lampard will certainly thrive uh, with the squad this season. And with uh, Tottenham Hotspurs, well, Jose Mourinho has gotten some very emphatic wins at the start of the season. Uh, he's trying to, he's trying his best to man manage the team because they made some really good signings in Sergio Regulion, Gareth Bale and uh, Hoiberg. And they also have one striker uh, who's yet to debut in the Premier League. So I think uh, Spurs have done well enough to cover some of their deficiencies. But you'll definitely have to see how they do in the long how they do in the long run because they are one team that you know the key players like Harry Kane, uh, Hyungmin Son, and uh, even uh, some of the defenders like Doherty and all have been have stayed fit, have stayed fit. But uh, now that Son, we're hearing that he's uh, uh, contracted the virus. So once Son and Kane become unavailable some of, for some of the crucial games, there's definitely a question of whether the creativity and the playmaking skills will be uh, filled in. So I think uh, uh, Tottenham Hotspurs for now uh, look uh, a solid side, but when they get a fair share of injuries and uh, you know player unavailability, we'll have to check how good their squad depth is. Uh, so now coming to Sukin. So Sukin, even though you're a United fan, I would like you to talk about Liverpool because they are the defending champions, but the kind of season they had with the 7-2 rubbing at uh, Villa and then, of course, the huge list of injuries that they're facing. Uh, I mean, how do you think Liverpool can recover from this situation? Yeah. Uh, so, Liverpool had a decent start to the season. Uh, they the Aston Villa 7-2 hugely wrecked them. So, on the psychological level, because they played Everton and after that they play Sheffield. So in the Rending game, they drew the Everton. After that, Sheffield would second half and goal for them. First half, they got absolutely battered by Sheffield. Uh, and they lost their player of the year. Uh entire backline lose corona, international break, so many reasons for which they lost their players. After that, recently Salah tested positive for Corona. So, it's very, very uh, tough. It's uh, easy. Even in uh, Premier League, 18-19, in the team, I think it's very tough. Because uh, you don't because you are going to start with Milner, Matip, uh, the new signing, uh, some Sitsipas and some academic guy as a back four for two, three games. Uh, uh, Robertson, Trent, Varadunadi. Even though it's down there, I don't know. So, even uh, though it's mentally prepared, I don't know, in the November, December period, midweek games are So, I think it's very difficult for them to even win against relegation teams or some, something. Uh, so, at this time, uh, Yota has to step up uh, to fill in Salah's shoes. But defense, I, I don't think in the Island, Van Dyke, Pona, uh, they were very uh, like very down, but if you have so yeah, I don't think they will win uh, even uh, 75% of the games in November December period. But let's see what, what happens. 
yeah, uh, those are some very valid points, Ukin. As you said, uh, the squad depth of Liverpool is going to be put under the sword. Uh, they've lost a lot of key players. And uh, one of the major reasons why they were very successful last year was because their key players stayed fit throughout the season. And they were able to uh, play almost all the crucial games and rack up those many points for Liverpool easily. So it's going to be an interesting season for Liverpool. Uh, coming to Hari. So Hari, uh, one team we haven't touched upon is City. City have also made some high-profile signings this season. Uh, how do you think uh, City are doing so far in the league? And where do you see them uh, progressing in the next two months? Yeah, as far as um, they, how do I how do I put this? They 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 are they are rebuilding. Okay, I think I think Pep for the first time he has to rebuild the squad. Uh, he's uh, he is having a lot of difficulties. We've never seen Pep do this because Pep comes in, stays for three years, gets all the players he wants, gets three titles, runs off, and. Um, this is the first time I'm seeing Pep taking on an actual challenge. They have lost their um, like their stalwarts and David Silva, Vincent Company, and Aguero being injured for most of the season, and they're trying to make do without a striker, which which I think is very hard because if you've seen a few of the games, you can see that they are clearly missing the striker. Like for example, the Leeds game, which was an example. I think um, they. They just didn't know what to do once they reached the final third. And um, otherwise, uh, City, I, I think, are a, are a very good team. They still have the quality. They still play the good football. They still have very, very good players in their team. But um, this season, I think it is mostly about rebuilding. They will finish in the top four, probably, just because of how good they are. But uh, apart from that, uh, I don't think them, I don't see them posing a serious title challenge as of, as of now. And uh, they 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 should do fine, but uh, I think they have to find their uh, rhythm back again without uh, some of their previous uh, players. And uh, hopefully Pep figures it out because good for him if he does. If he not, um, there are a lot of people waiting to prove he's a fraud. And I hope uh, for Pep's sake he figures it out. Uh, yeah, Harry, uh, those are some very valid points. As you said, uh, they're not getting as many goals as they did last season. So all of a sudden, the goals have dried up when it comes to City, and that has forced them to play a lot more defensively. So I guess uh, it's going to be an interesting season for Pep as well. Uh, he'll have to uh, show some results for the kind of signings he's done. And also, he's got to keep hold of the players that are currently there in the squad, just so that he can show that Manchester City also has ambitions, not just in England, but also in Europe. Uh, so coming to Anirudh, uh, Anirudh, uh, there have been a lot of dark horses this uh, Premier League season. Carla Ancelotti's Everton have been high-flying ever since the first game week. Uh, same goes for, I wouldn't say the same goes for Southampton, but Southampton have come, come back really well after the first couple of games. And same, and uh, Marco Bielsa's Leeds were one of the highly hyped teams going into the Premier League season. They have done extremely well. I would say they have definitely lived up to the hype of their high press and high attacking football. So, what do you make of these dark horses in general? Yeah, so, as you said, first signing of the Everton. Everton, obviously, had a great start of the season. Um, they made some very interesting signings. They got the likes of James Rodriguez, Arlen, Ducore, um, Ben Godfrey. So, they obviously reinforced their midfield mainly. And, uh, obviously, so they clearly um, wanted to show some sort of ambition and try to ensure that they're a club which moves forward. Because they've spent some money in the last few years, but 
you could say most of the signings didn't work out and some of the managers couldn't just get the best out of those players but this time around they obviously got a world class manager a guy who's probably who's probably has a lot to prove because he he wouldn't have expected to come to everton say 5 years back right he would have expected to be at one of europe's elite clubs but the fact that everton he's come to everton shows that his stocks have fallen a little bit also so he's also obviously very determined to do well um so everton they obviously had a good start but then you can see that their squad depth pretty much non existent you have richarlison who has a three game ban and around apart from richarlison and dominic calvert lewin they don't have many goals in their team um you've obviously seen the injuries to hames uh, lucas dinia and shemus uh, colman also affecting them very badly and they've gone on they coming into the international break they've had three losses in a row so clearly they are a team which started off well but they've had they have things to figure out and this long this uh, next 5 6 week period will definitely test them because you've got a game every two days and it'll definitely put them under pressure so it'll be interesting to see how they finish i personally don't see them finishing in the top top 6 no matter what but obviously we'll have to just wait and see how they do coming over to leeds united as you said obviously there was a lot of uh, talk about marcelo bielsa how he'll do in the premier league and how his style of football will fit in they obviously had a very roller coaster start with uh, liverpool uh, in at anfield in the first game they probably deserve to get at least a draw in that game they played really well and in general they've had some really good results but then obviously in between they got beat by crystal palace 4-1 and there are teams who are trying to expose them but uh, for a promoted team i think their aim should probably to obviously first secure their status for the next season in the premier league and probably try to finish as close to the top 10 as possible i think that's a realistic target they obviously have they haven't they spent to an extent but they really didn't have that much money to spend and their squad is also obviously having a few players who aren't ready to play at the elite level in the premier league so obviously they are a team which are in transition and they need a little more time to say again push for say top 8 stuff like that so they need a little bit of time but they've started off pretty well for a promoted side and obviously there are a couple of other sides who have also started off well wolves and leicester um two sides who managed to reach european football in the last couple of years they've obviously had a pretty decent start to the season leicester obviously top of the league right, right now and uh, they managed to um, the fact that they have europa league and they still are managing to get some positive results in the premier league shows that they are a side which is moving forward very nicely same with uh, wolves also they 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 they've, they've done well so far they've had a couple of iffy results against newcastle and leicester they drew and lost so they'll be slightly disappointed because they played pretty well in those games and probably didn't deserve to lose and draw in those games but they're a very well coached side under nuno and they'll they'll definitely be a threat to top 6 i won't be surprised to see someone like wolves break into the top 6 so those two teams are looking pretty well and of course we've got the two major surprises of the season mainly so far um southampton and aston villa two teams aston villa pretty much um, got away from relegation on the very final day if anything they were fi- favorites to get relegated heading into this season also but then they they made some very interesting signings they got in burton traore from leon they got in ross barkley on loan so and they also got mac cash as a right back he's done really well for them this season and of course we've seen the quality of jack grealish he's absolutely top class player he's a player who many big clubs would love to have and he's a player who genuinely makes the difference for them and the way he's linked up with uh, ross barkley as well as ollie watkins he's had a really good start to the season as well they've had some very impressive results beating liverpool beating arsenal they've obviously had a few results but that's something you expect from a team who aren't at the elite level right but they still had a very positive start to the season same with southampton if you see saw the start of the season um, they lost to crystal palace and then a couple of weeks later they got battered by spurs as well it was there was some pressure on hasan hotel but he's gone on a five game winning run after that so they are also a team which is doing really well and it will be definitely interesting seeing all these different top 5 or 6 dark horses teams who could potentially try to break into europe and even further beyond so yeah 
definitely this period again very important again because these teams are the teams who probably don't have the very great squad depth that the top 6 have and it'll definitely um uh put these guys under pressure so it'll be interesting to see how these guys cope with the with the next say 5 or 6 weeks yeah and it was uh, those are some very valid points as you said uh, the dark horses have definitely started off well uh, and the uh, the point you touched upon the point that they do have a they do have a decent squad depth but do they have the attacking replacements for the same that is definitely going to be under question uh, so i just want a quick uh, 30 second round up from each of you as to what you expect from the next 45 days of the premier league leading up to the new year is always a crucial period for the premier league there's always a saying that if you lead by christmas you generally go on to win the premier league so uh, sukin starting off with you uh, how do you think the next 45 days are going to be for the premier league yeah so big teams like uh, united liverpool everyone have uh, european fixtures also in between in midweek so it will be very difficult uh, without a proper squad depth i think it will be difficult for teams like uh, uh, your liverpool uh, Uh, even united and all so let's see uh, in liverpool with those injuries i don't think uh, they will be at top 6 or anything uh, after december even uh, i think chelsea will go on a good run uh, chelsea will go on a good run and uh, i think they will uh, come around top 3 or top 2 uh, after this uh, uh, run and small team like everton with those in their injuries and uh, looking at ings injury for southampton i think they, those teams those two teams will struggle so out of those uh, uh, teams i think villa might stay up and uh, uh, chelsea and maybe city or united will go off the table yeah uh, those are some very valid observations sukin uh, so anirudh coming to you uh, what do you make of the uh, premier league's uh, progress in the next 45 days Yeah, obviously, we've already touched on the fact that there are a lot of games coming up. Um, got I think ten or eleven games in the period of just forty, forty-five days. So it's definitely exciting for all of us, so for all of us fans, to watch these games. And for the top six again, um, tough period because you've still got the European fixtures going on at the same time. So I think, but mainly for the top six, focusing on them, um, anyone who's got aspirations of fighting for the league, be it Chelsea, Spurs, United, Arsenal, whoever, or even finished fighting for the top four this season, they've obviously got to go on a proper run now. Um, obviously, they've had. if he results each of the teams so far but if you really want to compete at some point there will be a team which will go on a run so if you want to stay along with that team you need to pick up some consistency and show some performance levels which will show that you are ready and as far as the dark horses we speak of so we'll have to wait and see whether they can hold up what they've done so far they've obviously had a great start to the season so far but then it's going to be a tough period for them so very exciting times ahead so we'll just have to wait and see how it goes yeah uh, that was a quick uh... just of what you expect and thanks a lot uh hari coming to you what do you make of the fixtures leading up to new year and how do you think the premier league will shape up yeah um it's pretty, uh, uh firstly from an astral point of view i think uh, we've gone through the uh, um the worst set of reserve, uh, what was set of fixtures in the beginning of the season and i think it gets a little bit little bit relaxed even though We, you know Arsenal can lose to literally any team so i'm not very like i'm not like really looking that far ahead but i'm say, i'm saying take a game game at a time and um, 
I hope like we'll we'll pull off all the necessary results at least against teams that we should should beat. Uh, as far as the whole league is concerned, um, I, I don't know because uh, injuries like looking at Liverpool, looking at City, their strikers getting injured every other game, and looking at all the other teams who have so many injuries. I'm just thankful that Arsenal don't have that many injuries, and uh, and nobody has contracted the virus as of now, and so I'm. Let's see. It's it's going to be a very interesting season because uh, with such a tight schedule, uh, I think anything can happen. Any team can win it, and um, it's very exciting as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Harry, for your uh, for posing your expectations for uh, the fixtures till New Year. Uh, so thanks a lot, guys. Uh, thanks a lot to my guests, Anirudh Sukin and Hari Hari Krishna for taking the time out and. Uh, being a part of this episode today. So we have a lot of uh, football content coming up. We are planning to do some shows on FPL as well. So please do subscribe to our uh, Twitter handle, V underscore Sports Podcast. We are now on YouTube as well. So please like, share and subscribe our uh, YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel. So we'll be continuing to post uh, audio podcasts as well on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and Anchor. And yeah, uh, please press the bell icon to stay updated on uh, all our uh, latest uh, episodes. So thanks a lot. And yeah, bye-bye.